Grown men talking about kids stuff. Grown men talking about kids stuff. Grown men talking about kids stuff. We're talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and catch a slice of za. I'm cool. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of cool, uh, my guest today uh, is a great guy. Uh, him and I do improv together with the end crowd here in Philadelphia, but you can also see him most Saturdays at Comedy Sports here in Philadelphia. It's Keen Cobb. Hey, Keen. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey. I'm excited. For, I'm excited to talk about this. This is I watched this movie way too much growing up and way too much as an adult. So, yes, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So this is kind of exciting because I don't think we've ever really talked about movies like this on the show. Like um, we tend to go for, you know, like Disney DreamWorks kind of uh, uh, like emotional boy stuff. And I mean, this is in the same territory as uh, Power Rangers all of those kind of things where it's just let's just watch like stunt footage for an hour basically um yeah so we're specifically talking about teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 a secret of the ooze Uh, i'm curious why uh this one in particular and also just what kind of has drawn you to the turtles in general uh i was born in 86 and i think the turtles like their first comic book run might be like 84 so like uh, I was like prime age for like the it's weird I say it like this but like I can almost compare it to like when the Beatles came to America how crazy <laughs> it was everybody was like everywhere you turn around like everywhere I turned around when I was like a kid it was turtles there was like Ninja Turtles cereal there was like um, like SpaghettiOs Ninja Turtles like shapes of them or whatever um yeah 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 crazy turtle stuff was everywhere it's kind of like i guess in the 90s like pokemon and digimon and kind of all of these like anime imports Mm -hmm. like tmnt was kind of the precursor to all of that exactly and what was interesting about it was or the coolest thing about it was like i was raised around three uh male cousins and it's four turtles it was four of us so it was an easy oh. kind of like link to that. So that that kind of like helped it spawn a little bit. And the reason why this is such a thing is for whatever reason, my mom and dad just let me watch this every day that I wanted to. If it, I, I just was quiet for a good two hours while this was playing. So like, and well, that's the key right there. If you could just be quiet for a little bit, your parents will be like, yeah, I, you're not going to learn anything this month. It's fine. Exactly. So, yeah. So I watched this like so many times and uh, it just it just kept growing on me. I watched it so much. I even remember there was a the pre because it, it was made by New Line Cinema and they had a preview for a movie. I think it was called like 30 something or something like it was similar to the TV show. But it was a movie about this like expanded family and them dealing with like growing up and not liking each other. And I know that mm-hmm. well because I watched the movie. I watched Ninja Turtles so much. I watched all the previews beforehand. So I watched it way too much. And and so what kind of drew you to this? Because I, I've i seen the original mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one from the year before a handful of times. So like, I guess, <laughs> why why this one? 
I honestly, I I thought it was way more fun than the first one. I mean, I liked the first one. It was cool because I still remember like going to the movie theater as a little kid. I remember holding like my Leonardo action figure, watching the first one, oh. and like, uh, and then when the second one came out, I've watched this so much. I can't remember seeing the second one in the theaters. I can only remember seeing it at home, like in my living room. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like I said, it was it was fun. Um, I love the 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 fifth character, Kino, uh, aka Ernie Ray's Junior, uh, Surf Ninjas. I'm not sure if we talked about that movie yet, but he was in that. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh, this is coming together because uh, we watched Surf Ninjas over a year or so ago, and I thought it was insane, but. Yeah, you're right. That's the same guy. So the the pizza delivery boy mm-hmm. who was created for this movie and then he never, never shows up or is mentioned else. ever again. Oh, you're right. Um cuz he's also he also does stunts for Donatello in the first two Ninja Turtles yes. movies. Mm-hmm. And I think his thing now is just kind of stunt and motion capture work. But yes. wow, you're right. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. I completely missed that and i just i truly just watched it like two hours ago i turned it off wow we're really making connections so you were just like a big martial arts kind of kid yeah my uh my dad was uh he was a brown belt in karate um so like that was kind of like in the living area like in my home or whatever so because of that i was watching like uh bruce lee and kung fu stuff with him so like when I saw the turtles and them fighting and that's what led me to like all the other, like, like you said before, power Rangers and everything like that. So stunt work, just give me, give me some, give me some more. So yeah, that's what led me to it. Oh, that was a part of what led that's, me to it. No, that's awesome. And I, I guess, cause I haven't seen the original Ninja Turtles in a long time, but I, I feel like I kind of get what you mean though, that this second one, the secret of the ooze is more fun. Cause first off, it's just insane to watch, but also the first movie they have to do the whole origin story and like who are we as the turtles um but this one you know that's all out of the way and another thing that i noticed when i was doing some research is that the parents really did not like the first movie because they said it was too dark it was violent Mm -hmm. and so uh in this second movie the turtles barely use their weapons whatsoever i think they punch a little bit and a <laughs> one IMDb fun fact said that they lay a hand on shredder like a single time like everything else is just a bunch of stunt men and other ninjas just doing everybody's work for them yes yes you are you are correct uh, yeah cuz like i said the, the first one well, i mean that, that's the thing too is like the the comic book is like a deadly deadly cuz like if i remember if i remember right i think they kill shredder the first comic book run because like at the end of uh, the movie he dies like he officially dies mm-hmm. but like in the second one you see him come back or whatever but um yeah the, the the comic book is like really serious and somehow some way they flipped it for the cartoon series for it to be like super goofy and fun or whatever and maybe that's another reason why i like sec- the second movie a lot more because the cartoon series was so much fun for me yeah and i guess like the it's hard to do like a really dark and gritty ninja turtles because like they're ninja turtles like uh i like i didn't see those new michael bay ones but i just 
I was so confused what they were trying to do with that. Like, we all know what is going on here. So, like, what, who are we kidding with any of that? I mean, I did watch the... I watched... I can't... I think I... I know for sure I watched the first one. Can't remember if I saw the second one. But, like, he tried to bring the... He tried to bring, like, more seriousness to it. But it's still Michael Bay. So, a lot of explosions. Yeah. A lot of random stunt stuff. So, yeah. They also don't look like turtles. They just look like... Just, like, gross guys. <laughs> yes. A giant humanoids. Because, like... In the in the comic books and in the cartoon series, the tallest one might have been like five seven, and that might have been, I think it was Donatello. He might have like five seven, five eight. While in the the newer movies, they were like fucking six three, six four, just giant, mm-hmm. giant figures. Like it made no sense. Yeah, well, that's also kind of a charming thing about watching these ones from the the eighties and nineties is that they're real, like animatronic things. Like this was by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this uh, Secret of the Use was released barely a year after uh, Jim Henson dies. But this, like, it just looks so good. Like, yeah, it looks kind of stupid. Like when I forget, they're all interchangeable to me. But when one of them is on the couch, like eating a big stick or whatever, the chewing looks stupid. But yeah, it's yeah. just texture. It's like actually there, and they're just talking out of both sides of their mouth like that, and. I, I'm so tired of just, like, how marvel and CGI everything is. Yeah. I was going to say, that was definitely part of the problem for the Michael Bay one. They got too CGI-ish, where, like, the the turtles had, like... And it's weird because it's accurate. They had, like, little slits for, like, their their nostrils, which actual turtles have. But, like, you've been watching yeah. this one, this the other version so much, you you expect, like, a weird rubber beak or whatever. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all over the place. I, I don't know who has been demanding realism like that, like the live action quote unquote Lion King. Like who, who wants this? We, I want things that look fake and fun. And also you could tell how late eighties and nineties this movie is because there are so many shots just of the world trade center. And yes, God, uh, I also realized I have not seen this movie before, but I have for some reason seen the opening credits a few times just because the whole opening credits is just everybody eating pizza because classic. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can do a quick summary of this movie. Nothing super happens. It's the turtles. Okay. So the (laughs) turtles are like, they're going to live above the sewer now, but they also are like, we can't do that. So then they try to find a new layer where they can hang out. And then Shredder is back, creates different genetically modified ninja mutant things. Uh, and their names are Taka and Razor. <laughs> and, th- and then that's it. And then they defeat them. And that's the end of the movie. I, like, Shredder is kind of sad the whole movie, but I nothing really comes of that. <laughs> Yeah, they don't talk about how he survived being crunched alive by a fucking trash truck in the first movie at all. They just like, oh, okay, I got Shredder's back, which is oh, wild I to me. Did not remember that at all because at the at the end, this is how much I watch it because I'm insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At the end of the first one, they uh, they kick him off the top of a roof, and uh, he lands in the trash truck, and Casey Jones is right there, not fighting on the rooftop, but by the trash truck for some reason, and just hits the switch. 
and commits the wildest murder I've ever seen in my life. It just like it's like it closes. You hear it, but then uh, it, I think like part of not opening scene, but like early on in, in part two, they just go to a random landfill, and like just a, the camera just sweeping over, and all of a sudden you just see just a hand and just clawing out. Like brother, there's no way you survived that. There's no way. Yeah, it's it's like the same with Rise of Skywalker. They're just like I don't know. He survived. He's back. Shut up. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just enjoy it. It's like all right, okay. But yeah, it's, it's uh, also like I didn't remember Sh- uh, Splinter's voice being as insanely cartoonishly offensive as uh, like wow. It's so weird connection. Like the voice of Splinter is Kevin Clash, who's also Elmo, who was Elmo for like fifteen twenty years, and I just my brain broke listening to that vocal performance like boy oh boy i mean i hate i hate to say i, hate, I don't want to be that guy but like you, it with that kind of thing you almost be like it was the 90s like we were trying but not really i guess but yeah that um well, i forgot he did it's that it's bananas yeah kevin clashed elmo was like i'm just going to do this really swing for the fences voice uh, but at the same time, it's interesting how many professional and really good stunt performers there are. Like, it's cartoonish and silly and all over the place. But when you're seeing these guys jumping around, it's legitimately impressive to watch. And, like, I'm sure because you had this household where your dad was pretty well trained in martial arts. Like, did did you do that kid thing where you... Like, kind of tried a bunch of the stunts yourself. Oh, my God. So much. It was, I've, like, I posted a joke about it on Facebook. Like, I've done so many, like, things I've seen on TV and tried it. Like, for that, or for, for, for Ninja Turtles, I've done, uh, me and my cousins, we would do, like, ninja training, which is basically jumping around a bunk bed and hoping it doesn't break. We, <laughs> we broke my aunt's box spring one time because we were doing backflips because we were trying to, like, to... To master our backflip, uh, I'm pretty sure we each gave each other a concussion at one point because we would have like fighting tournaments, and I know one of us slapped the other one pretty hard a few times. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, my dad got me nunchucks, so I know how to use nunchucks. I'm okay with a bow staff, not too great with like a sword or side, but that might be coming in the future. I'm not sure yet. So, um, I, you know what? Now I'm thinking about. It, I'm glad he never pulled me to the side, like. You know this is shit, right? You know this is trash. He just supported <laughs> it. He was like, "If this is what you went to, cool. Well, I'll watch it with you." I'm sorry. You you like have a bow and nunchucks? I don't have a bow and nunchucks, and I I, I had nunchucks, but I know how to use them. I know how to use nunchucks a okay. little bit, and my bow staff game could be better, but it's okay. Okay, now I'm filing away. Like, do not cross king <laughs> at all. <laughs> Holy shit. See, I like I never I guess asked for uh weapons and stuff as a kid, but I mean there was no way I would have gotten them. We had we had like the closest we had was a treasure chest or whatever, and it was like filled with like weird prop costumes and prop swords and we would just like kind of swing them around in a big circle in our basement and that was the closest we got. I I did 
uh, jump on the bed a lot. Not to do martial arts necessarily, but just to, you know, feel flightless for just a little bit. Nice. And I, like, fell off the bed and had to get stitches. Both of my brother and I, years apart, like five years apart almost exactly, we both fell off from jumping on the bed and got stitches almost in the exact same spot. Wow. (laughs) But it wasn't a cool, badass thing. Like, it wasn't, we weren't, like, pretending to be Ninja Turtles or anything. Like, we did not watch that kind of thing in our house. We were PBS kids. And, I mean, that would have at least been an excuse. It was just, now we were just bored and pent up and had too many oreos and that was the extent of it the sugar rush you got you got that sugar high oh of course i do you ever get a sugar high as an adult it is a bizarre feeling the come down is, is the worst because like when you're on it you feel it, you're like yo i'm i feel great i don't know why i did it and then when you come down you're like shit i gotta take a nap this is this is not good yeah i <laughs> i know that i'm getting old because i'm like oh my god i have not had a vegetable all day and it's just gonna ruin me forever like oh my gosh. yeah i uh, that's how i know I'm, I'm getting older just i'm so sensitive now and i wish i had the vigor to just have big fights and stuff like that like I, i'm i'm not gonna learn any martial arts tricks that's just not happening anymore um this movie also gets weirdly existential because it's this there's this moment where they learn the whole secret of the ooze is that this chemical company in town uh, just it just leaked into the ground and I think Raphael maybe I honestly could not tell you which one is which he's just like what ha- what happened dude I thought there was more meaning to the ooze and Splinter is like shut up it's fine there is no meaning and that is the meaning that was a slap to the face like it just makes I love when uh, movies just kind of try to shake a kid like that Mm -hmm. just be like nah nah shut up kid there's no meaning life is pointless we're all on this mortal coil just to (laughs) wither and die and then five minutes later they run into vanilla ice (laughs) (laughs) like truly i think it's like right after that they're like okay let's go to this club um holy crap they are fighting in front of vanilla ice for easily like 10 minutes long yeah. and vanilla ice and his performers are dancing and rapping the entire time the whole time if i remember the lyrics oh, how did it's like uh because they they i think they were singing something else and they bust in and then uh, uh vanilla ice is like oh my god what is that and then all of a sudden they go into this perfectly timed and choreographed song about the ninja turtles have you ever seen a turtle get down slam it jam to the new street sound and then was it ninja rap or whatever and it just going going yeah, the it's whole called time ninja rap yeah it's, but it wasn't yeah it's <laughs> ridiculous i also love stuff like that because you have to see all of these background actors like really jam out to vanilla ice and also be like man these ninja turtles they can dance and get funky like this was when uh movies were like hey we're going to show white people being good at rap and all of the black people in the crowd are going to give thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> Wait, there was a, like, wasn't there a guy that like, there was a guy with a girl in, in that scene. Yes. 
where he's like super excited, like, oh my god, I can't, I can't remember the, the, the what he said, but like it was so out of place. Now I'm thinking about it, it was so out of place. That was that was your that was you just said that was the thumbs up to the camera. Like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> so I'm I'm not sure if this is the guy, but so I'm looking at the cast on Wikipedia, and we might be talking about Michael Jai White, who's an actor, director, and a martial artist. He was. He yeah. was I remember. I remember that part because I remember I shared it because I was watching it a few years ago, and I remember I, I shared it on. Um, that was when Kino was trying to infiltrate the foot after Splinter told Raphael, "Hey, leave them alone. We're just trying to live our lives now." And Raph's like, "No, we got to take them out." Blah blah blah. And I remember Michael Jai White like sitting there like, "Yeah, man, I want to join the foot club, the foot claim." Yeah, and I think that was the oh. last time you seen him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we're thinking of like. There's like you know three the spawn, guys right? in the crowd that I know of it. I haven't really. But Michael seen Dodd that. White is Spawn. Like he played Spawn in like the movie. I got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Now we're connecting all the dots. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking of in the the club scene or whatever, and there's three guys that look like Stefan Urkel, <laughs> and they're just really they're vibing so hard. Um, yeah, and I was trying to like right before we logged on i was just reading the wikipedia article just to be like okay how did how did this movie go because i already forgot it and i love how they describe like vanilla ice and his team to keep the audience safe and not freaking out they do a rap about how cool and good at fighting the ninja turtles are and uh this is great so uh select uh which was a music magazine in the uk uh rates the the album the soundtrack for this movie as quote despicable <laughs> every kind of dance music has been drugged and sodomized into submission until it becomes uh anodyne and trite enough to accompany the weakest of children's parties and i guess that's kind of the feeling that i had watching I mean, this movie at times jeez louise i feel like an idiot for liking this or so long. <laughs> like, no <laughs> look it is it is campy, ridiculous fun. Like, at one point, uh, uh, one of the turtles, like, puts on a fedora and quotes Casablanca. Like, yeah, when they were leaving a good part. It's just silly. <laughs> yeah, I think it was and also... I think it was Michelangelo. He's, he's the funny the funny one, the goofy one. He's the one that... Okay. He didn't do all the backflips. Whenever they got in trouble, like, some families, they'd be like, oh, go do push-ups. And when you get in trouble with the turtles, Splinter makes you go do backflips. And then he was like, "Yeah, I liked that." One. You would just see them in the background. All of a sudden, he's like, three. He's like, one, one. <laughs> he goes starts over again. Yeah, classic bit. Okay, so this is a a thing that always baffles me when I hear people that are big fans of the Ninja Turtles. How do you separate them? How, like, because they are, I like, I know they have different colored bandanas, but in terms of like personality, they seem the exact same to me. So here's the thing with them that uh, as a child, I thought they were completely different. But as an adult, I realized they're just different facets of a person. So like Leonardo Blue, the leader, bossy, a bit of a, um, I say a bit of a bit of a kiss ass teacher's pet. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelangelo, orange. He's the baby. So he's the goofiest one. He's the funniest one. He, he's the most natural. Uh, Donatello, purple, smart one, most nervous, but most cautious. And Raphael, red, pure rage, pure anger, pure emotions, 
very volatile. So that, that's how you separate yeah. them. Yeah, I did pick up on Raphael being like the really angry one, but I couldn't get it out of my head when I was watching it. He just sounds like John Mulaney the entire time. He's but just then, like, what are you guys doing? We have to catch Splinter. Or uh, Shredder. I don't like that they have very similar names. It's too confusing for me. <laughs> was what was funny was funny with, with that Raphael always sounded like the most New York of them. He either sounded like a, an angry <laughs> black guy from Harlem or like a an Italian from Brook from Brooklyn. Like uh yeah. you you would you go back and watch any of the cartoons, any of the movies, he sounds like that. But no, you, he did have like a kind of wry kind of sense of humor in this one. You're right. Yeah, and and their voices just kind of change. Like, it's just be sassy. And yeah, you're right. The New York kind of comes and goes when it's convenient when they're talking about like pizza or whatever. And Mikey always sounds like um, he's from California. Or like they're the, what's the word? The, uh stereotype stereotypical california like whoa dude what yeah is he? Uh, yeah yeah and that's also confusing to me because you're right this also something fun that i discovered about the fight scenes especially because it's definitely goofy to see these giant costumed men try to beat up people and what happened is one of the stunt people said on a podcast a few years ago that almost all of the fight scenes uh, that show like the foot uh, actors, uh, the turtles could not see them because the masks had like tiny, tiny slits in the eyes and it was like several inches away. So they just couldn't see jack shit. So if you look closely enough, the Ninja Turtles, they just kind of like throw random punches and then the different foot soldiers, their job was to like run into place at just the right time so that they could be hit. And it, it kind of explains that, like, the foot soldiers don't really fight back at all because, like, the Ninja Turtle actors cannot see anything. So they can't, like, improvise or really block in a meaningful way. So it just, like, they couldn't react. So they just had to get defeated immediately as just spawns of Wow. Shredder. Now I got to go back and watch it again. That sounds amazing. But... It's yeah. funny that you present that, or that now that I have that in my in my mind, that makes me appreciate the fact that I love pro wrestling even more. The fact that how bad you have to fake fight. Uh, the pipeline is complete. <laughs> Martial arts, Ninja Turtles, and Power Rangers, pro wrestling. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's like a you can attest. That's like a comedy thing that I've just kind of started noticing in the past few years that. There's a huge pro wrestling fandom within, especially the improv community. Um, but yeah, so so it was just natural that now that's kind of your thing. Yeah. Now that it's like weird in a way for you to watch Ninja Turtle stuff now. Yeah, I mean the the most recent thing I was watching was probably like a few of like the older uh, cartoons and cartoons you can do whatever. But now I want to go back and watch like the live action stuff, and because like. Growing up, you didn't realize, obviously, you knew it wasn't real, but you didn't realize, like, the, the, the depth people had to go through. But, like, looking at, like, old uh, set photos of them, like, wearing the suits, the big-ass rubber pieces, the, the fingers are, like, huge. And I knew nothing. Yeah. I thought they could see, like, through the neck. I didn't know it was, like, they could only see through, like, 
you said like a slit or whatever that's wild so yeah that's crazy right and and i found it so the first movie the how they moved the faces was like they were remote kind of uh done and they had to hide all this machinery in the heads and because they got more money for the sequel they were able to shrink the crazy amount of circuits and shit in their heads so that they could like kind of breathe and have a place to see stuff instead of just whirring noises all over the place. That'd be, that gotta be terrifying. Just you trying to walk the whole damn time. And I, I'm also, I know that there was like a Ninja Turtles live show that toured around in the eighties and nineties. It was like, they went to malls and shit. Did you go to one of those? It was like ba- uh, out of our shell. I think was the name of it. Here's the thing. Did you do? Did you do your research on that yet? Or did you? Just so hear about I it? I know I know the broad strokes of okay. it. I know it's like, you know, it's it. There's singing. There's stunts. Yes, and if I remember right, Donatello played the key like a guitar. Uh, which oh hell yeah, <laughs> which in the eighties and nineties that's the thing to do. But yeah, he had like a sick guitar. I can't remember what everybody else played, but yeah, it was. My, I didn't. I didn't go to. I didn't go live. My parents got me like a VHS of that of like a performance, a live performance, and I watched that yeah. a lot. Not as much as uh, Secret of the Use, but a lot. I remember they had like stars. I can't remember one of them had like a star on their in their mask or whatever. They wore like. They were like cut off leather jacket. No, cut off denim. Cut off denim jackets. Fuck yes. <laughs> it was oh. If you're looking at it right now, I yeah, love it's that. Amazing. Yeah, like I said, but like I was saying before, uh, Ninja Turtles literally was everywhere. Like they had coloring books, story books, uh, stickers, pens, pencils. I remember my uh, my cousin had like the bed sheets. Like now they're making like mm-hmm. shirts that look like them or whatever, but yeah, they were. So I mean, obviously they had to go on tour. I mean, what 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 good franchise wouldn't go on tour at that point? Yeah, who wouldn't hold parents hostage while their kids freak out in the aisles? So like, what what ended up kind of replacing teenage? Because you said that you get into wrestling and stuff, but was there kind of like a like a brooding teenage? desire in between ninja turtles i think it was weirded because if it if it wasn't the 90s i think it wouldn't have been so many switches but because of ninja turtles there were so many anamorphic uh, ana what well, i think anamorphic uh heroes tv shows that kept popping up every time you turn around there was biker mice from mars so what me and my cousins were into that there were one called Street Sharks, where there were uh, four oh, brothers. Oh, I know Street that, Sharks. Yeah, they got turned to sharks. Um, Freakazoid was hilarious to me, so I watched that. Um, mm. So I never, I don't think I ever dropped it. I think just my my plate got fuller, got more stuff on it. So I didn't like delve so much time into that. Now, they had two more cartoon series since then. The three more. The last one I didn't watch them that much, but the, the two before that I did. Nickelodeon did like a um, what was that, like a three D ish kind of thing. That was really really good. Like oh yeah, writing. that's like kind of recent, right? Yeah, like two thousand twelve to two thousand. I think it ended sixteen, maybe seventeen. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty good. Um, 
and then one in like oh three. So like I was always it was in my periphery. I was always around it. But yeah, probably like wrestling. I started getting into sports more. So basketball, football. Um, yeah, I did, uh, yeah, I did start getting into sports. So yeah, it was probably sports. Sports probably replaced Ninja Turtles for me. So yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, is are there any last things about Secrets of the Ooze that we haven't talked about that you wanted to touch on? Because I mean, I could talk all day about the pizza delivery boy because he rules in like the very <laughs> random little things that he does. He he did my favorite thing where at the very beginning he's getting um, he's delivering pizzas because he's he's a pizza delivery boy and he's delivering pizzas to April O'Neil. And he stumbles onto a toy store robbery. Mm-hmm. And when the Ninja Turtle shows up, he literally goes, uh, like shakes his head in disbelief. And uh, I think that's my favorite thing. I say a lot on this podcast, like that's my favorite thing. But I love when humans do weird cartoon things that don't make any sense. It's like if somebody saw a pretty lady and said, Awuga, like that level of cartoon I love it. The only thing I could probably think of that we haven't talked about was, and I don't know who he was, but grown, like growing up and even now thinking about it, I think the guy that played the professor, he seemed like such yes. a tra- well-trained actor to agree to do something like this. And as, as, the, as the character, to just accept that this large reptile might be smarter than him. And he's cool with that. And every smart person I know would not accept that shit. They'd be like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm a human. I got this. But yeah, that part. Yeah, so you're actually right. He is, uh, his name is David Warner. He he actually died, oh my God, he died a month ago. That's wild. But also. he uh, he was an English actor and he was a part of the Royal Shakespeare Company for quite a few years. And he was quoted when this movie came out that he was excited that his kids would actually like see him in a movie and like his character because all the time he played just villains like Shakespearean tragedy people and stuff like that. So yeah, you're, you're right that he is a bananas professional actor that just plopped right in naturally. Yeah. So, uh, aside, so yeah, aside from that, uh, the fact that I can't remember if they had to do it for contract reasons, but Toka and Razor, the the wolf dog and the the giant snapping turtle, they only used them because for whatever reason they couldn't use their regular uh, the regular to uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, which was a giant warthog and a giant rhinoceros. So like they couldn't do that for some yeah. reason. So that's why they had those two things. It was really only because uh, Kevin Eastman and uh, Peter Laird, who were the creators of the Ninja Turtles, they objected to them being put in the movie. Maybe they just like were not really happy with what the first movie looked like. So they're like, no, you're not going to take these other characters that we like. So they kind of just made a public access version of those characters. Basically. And now you know. But uh, now was the part of the show where we rate everything on a scale of zero to five. Uh, you know, we can be as minute and specific about the number as you'd like. But uh, Keen, what would you give as a rating to TMNT Secret of the U's? 
honestly, and this is me being uh, a grown man, uh, an adult person that uh, has bills now and insurance, uh, I'm going to give this a four because uh, it has its faults. Best believe me, it has its faults. But I think if you want something that's super nostalgic, or honestly, I think you could. Uh, I, if you, could, I think kids now would enjoy this. Just how how goofy and fun and very bright color wise compared to the first one. First one, like I said, dark and, and gritty and uh, kind of thing. So yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. Yeah, I get that. I think you're right that it is pleasant to look at in a way that a lot of stuff is just not. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna be near you. I'm gonna rate it a three point two. So like yeah, I think it's perfectly solid. If somebody had it on, I would peer at it in the background. But crunching the numbers together, we're giving uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Secret of the Ooze a score of three point six. Which if you're looking at all the rankings from every episode that we've done, it puts this movie just above Mary Poppins and just below Beetlejuice. Like. <laughs> That weirdly feels kind of accurate. Like we we put it, it's right by Gremlins, which we just reviewed. Like a lot of like texture movies. This is kind of part of that grouping. Nice. Yeah, that feels right. But Keen, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug today? Uh, aside. Oh yeah. So um. Aside from being at Comedy Sports, you can see me if you. I'm I'm host. I'm doing a I'm doing a show over at Plays and Players. Uh, that's coming up really soon in uh, I think September second. Uh, so come see that. Uh, follow me at King Cobb, and I'll talk about it more there and share that. And I'll Fantastic. be at I'll be at uh, Helium as well. I think September sixth. So yeah, just follow me, and then I'll promote on there too. So. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Follow Keen for everything and uh, uh, give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts because that helps us out. But that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight and go, go gadget and show.